0: Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to Leighton's Loft, where you can find us every Wednesday on Leighton's Loft Facebook page at 1.30 p.m.
1: Eastern Time. How are you today, Lou? I'm doing very well. Looking forward to the show.
0: Absolutely. As you mentioned, for those who've not been aware, J5 has been out for about the last week. We're thrilled he's back. <laughs> I'll bet. What's shaking, Tom? How are you, Preston? I appreciate you uh, tuning in today. We have a couple interesting topics to start off with. Well, Jeff's um, on
1: time today. That's unusual.
0: Yeah, and the uh, the first thing that we're going to start off with here on the loft, we might expound upon a little bit more uh, tomorrow uh, on trading card therapy. But J.K., uh, who works for us here at Vintage Breaks, has also been helping us, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> with some leads uh, from Just Collect and. As he's been getting his feet wet, um, it's very interesting as far as, you know, a fresh perspective, right, on how it works, what people do. And so, you know, he's had a couple things so far work out. Afternoon, Jeremy and Dennis. Appreciate you tuning in, Jim. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, Brett? Um, So he uh, got one collection in so far we've already bought. One collection he thought he was going to have coming in, doesn't look like it's going to come until July, but we've seen the images and it's an incredible collection. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. But then just the other day, someone called up, almost like their pants were on fire, and said, I have this Michael Jordan rookie and I'd like to sell it. We're like, great. We like to buy Michael Jordan rookies. Hey, what's up, Mike? We're hoping to... uh, um, have you? Uh, is it going to be uh, Mike's
1: gonna be on with his guest in the future? I don't know if we're supposed to tease that. tonight. I don't know, we'll see. I don't okay. know, but it, it's going to be interesting. Mike set up a great show for us by helping to set us set up a great show.
0: Yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. Um, so, um, anyway, he had the uh, good fortune to get in, meaning it was shipped into us here at Vintage Breaks. You know, we told the guy, Hey, if you want to get it graded, no problem, fella. You know, we'll we'll make you an offer after you get it back. Um, and I said, no, no, I want to sell it on graded. You know, so you get a little bit leery, but, you know, you never know. And to be fair, we just graded a Jordan rookie for someone uh, and turned out it was a nine. Yep. Um, so great, Mike, looking forward to it. Uh, and we, of course, were cautiously optimistic when this one came in. But this is where we're going to start the show today. So JK, I mean, this guy's pumped. There's a package waiting on his desk. And by the way, <laughs> JK's day today got off to like a little bit of an inauspicious beginning. Uh-oh. Yeah, he got hit on the way to work. Thankfully, he's all right. Oh, but yeah. he's like seemed to have some not the greatest luck with, uh, you know, his cars and such. But
1: we're, grad- okay, so we're glad he's okay. He didn't get hit. His car got hit.
0: Yeah, his car got hit.
1: His cool. Got hit. All right. Well, it's better. It's better, but not still, great.
0: you know, being in an accident's not the best. Nope. Um, his car's not that old. <laughs> so he gets in and tells us what's going on. Um, we're glad he's all right. And all of a sudden he notices the package on his desk and, like, you know, he gets happy for a minute. You know, he's got a long morning. I get it. So he's talking to the guy on the phone to let him know we got the card in. We got his Jordan rookie in, which I'm going to show you off on today's show
1: here on the loft. JK's got an auto body offer already. <laughs> uh, yep. And Thanks, he's telling
0: and he's telling him, he's <laughs> telling him, hey, it might be a couple of days. I'm like, JK, it's only a card. We'll tell him <laughs> by the end of today. Yeah. But I understand JK is kind of like new to it, and he's just trying to protect, you know, him, excuse me, himself, uh, to make sure he's not saying the wrong thing. Yeah. So, you know, I grab the card, and by the time he's off the phone, I'm like, oh, no, I don't know about this card. So I take it to my desk, I look at it, and this is what's really interesting, I'm going to show off in just a minute here on the loft. So it had a couple signs that it could be real, but it didn't look good, it didn't feel oh, right. Okay. And then I um, took a look at a Jordan PSA 9 we have in the office uh, here at Just Collect and Vintage Breaks headquarters in Milburn, New Jersey. So I took a look at that, like, yeah, this doesn't seem to be right, the color. And then I just took a common from the 86 Fleer set, and I just put it in my hand. I almost did, like, a couple of, like, the blind test of feeling the surface and how the card is in your hands. I'm like, this card is Fugazi. So I thought maybe at first it was just trimmed. But then, you know, I look at it, um, you know, just a little bit more uh, closely. And, you know, to me, unfortunately, it's a reprint. But this is what's scary. it It's like a decent reprint.
1: yeah. Because
0: there's a couple telltale signs we're going to go over right now on the 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie and how to tell if it's real or counterfeit. So we'll take the real one I have in my hands. Now, Luke. Do I need to press any buttons or... Okay, great. Nope, you're good. Yep. So this is a PSA 9. Uh, Michael Jordan 86 Fleer. Oh, I wish I had my loop. Uh, I don't have my loop. What uh, an iconic
1: card, huh? I mean, this I is- wonder
0: if... Well, I'll just show you guys. So anyway, I don't have... Should I get the loop, Lou, or you don't think it'll, they'll be able to see
1: it anyway? Like if I try to blow it up? I don't know if we'll try it. I, we've never worked with the loop before, so...
0: All right, well... we working out. You know, we'll see if uh, we have some time here at the end. But anyway... Yep. Here's an A6 clear Jordan rookie and the um, premier, uh, right? That's all supposed to be block. And then this little flag, when you look at it under a loop, is supposed to be these dots making up the color. Okay. Right? So um, down on the other side towards the bottom, this NBA basketball upon looking under a loop and magnification. I don't know how well you're going to be able to see that over here. Yeah. Um trying to like yeah, it's not that easy to
1: no a little small.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so it's the NBA logo, and you're not um on the on the authentic Jordan, you're gonna see the lines in the card under the um, you know, like the lines in the basketball under authentication, excuse me, magnification. So, you know, the rest of the card is pretty straightforward. There's other telltale signs as well, but those are the two easiest. So, anyway, so we get in um this card right here, which I'm about to show you. And if you look at it at first glance, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not half bad. And I know you're not going to probably be able to see it the way that I can in person. But this yellow or this flag right to the right of the premiere passed the test. The basketball on the back passed the test. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but it still doesn't seem right. And then you do a side by side. And I don't know how well you're gonna be able to tell on the show, but the color is a little bit different on this card. Yep. The blue. And then, believe it or not, I went like this, and all I did was take a few commons, and I'm like, you know, this ca- I had a lot of 86 Fleers in my hand. This card doesn't feel like an 86 Fleer common. Forget about a Jordan. Right. It doesn't feel like an 80 80- – I'm closing my eyes now. It does not feel like an 86 Fleer basketball authentic common. So how could it possibly be an authentic Jordan? Um so there's lots of other ways to tell. There's things all over the internet besides the card was small. So I thought maybe it was just trimmed at first glance. But no, it is a um, reprint. I mean, Michael Jordan A6 Fleer, but it's kind of a decent reprint. So be, be careful out
1: there. Yeah. So people put a lot of effort into that reprint, which would indicate to me that there's a lot of these out there because they wouldn't obviously just print up one. Yes. And, and so to be
0: fair, right, you know, when we're not sure, even though we always say, hey, you know, we're happy to get it graded for you. Blah blah because you want to make sure we know the grade. Sometimes it's because you want to make sure that card's authentic. In the case of the Jordan,
1: yeah. And in this case, it is definitely not. So, because that wasn't done in somebody's basement. That was no, no, Lou. I know what they're
0: doing.
1: Lou, just to be clear, that's why I bring
0: it up today. I want to bring awareness awareness to this. This is for fellow card shop owners. Yeah. This is for fellow dealers. This is for fellow collectors, right? This is someone who goes to an estate sale and thinks they found a uh, you know a find. Yeah. Right. And, and, and maybe they're just with their, their mom or their, their cousin. Yeah. you got to be careful. Uh, and so what I wanted to share, I think more than anything is if you look at a card or a group of cards and forget about if you think that they're, there's coloring on them or if they're trimmed, but if you're trying to just determine if they're authentic or not, when you have multiple points of doubt in your mind, Mm -hmm. You are insane to be betting against your gut and your intuition. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that's clear on today's show. Uh, trying to bring awareness to uh, this issue of clearly, as you said, Lou, very well put. This wasn't done one time. This isn't no. a one-off. No. Someone else has potentially been duped by a reprint Michael Jordan 1986 clear in the
1: past. I love your advice because one of the things when Sarah was first born, my oldest, we went to the uh, pediatrician and she was really young. We had no idea who we were doing. And we Mm -hmm. said, so how do we know when to bring her into you if there's a problem? And doctor said, trust your intuition. And I'm thinking, I don't know anything about anything, but this is exactly the same advice, right? Trust your intuition. If something is sticking at you, especially multiple things, like you said, pay attention to it, at least don't ignore it.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, that's my lesson for today. Um, I'm not going to. Hey, what's up, Melch? Welcome. Um, I'm not going to bother to get the loop gang because, Lou, I think you would agree. If we're not even getting a close up of this without a loop. Right. I just don't think it's going to work that well.
1: No, I don't know. I, like I said, we never worked with it before. So who knows? But no. Pro- yeah, probably. Probably not. Um, uh, well, we can't <laughs> cut it up. We don't own it. <laughs> there you go. But that is a bummer. James right. says the '79 Gretzky suffers from this too. It does. Well,
0: I mean, to be fair, there's other cards, but the popular ones yep. that are expensive, meaning raw, yeah, uh, tend to be the Michael Jordan '86 Fleer '79 OPIG Gretzky, uh, you know, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, and it, with that type of investment and that type of reprint, you got to figure there's more out there. You got to, you got to. Be- oh
0: yeah, Lou, absolutely. Um, all right, so the next thing i'm going to bring up is also to bring awareness and i'm going to talk about these again on trading card therapy tomorrow so we'll run it back in some capacity because it's really important um you might think at first like wow it's really flattering that i was asked recently to be an expert witness uh in a legal case involving baseball cards Mm. um and i was you know very proud that they would even consider reaching out you know Obviously, someone or a few people have maybe recommended me. Sure. And so without getting into the specifics of the who and the where, right? Yep. Um, I'll talk about the what. And the what is the issue I was presented with. And I wanted to share that with the community today because, and this is of serious nature, um, I don't know what's actually happened. I only know the information that was presented to me. And because of one reason or another without getting into the details, I am not going to, you know, you can get paid as an expert witness as a whole thing. Yep. Um. I, I'm not going to be participating. I'm declining. Okay. okay. Well, uh, yeah, no, no reason to get into the reasons why, yep. but, but I'm, I'm going to be passing on I'm involving myself. So that being said, I was disheartened. And you might say, well, you know, from hearing this news, well, like, late, if you're so disheartened, why are you not getting involved? Well, this is what I told the attorneys the other day as I told them I would think about it. I said, you know, no matter what, I've given you some of my time, which time isn't free. Mm -hmm. You don't want to sound like a hot shot, but, you know, they're lawyers, they understand.
1: Yep. Oh, God, yeah, Uh, they understand. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And so I said, you know, no matter what happens, even if I decide to not help you, meaning I don't get any money, I don't earn me a paycheck, I am going to share with the community in, in vague terms what I've been approached with so that way, at the very least, in my little community in, the, in this side of the card world, between Vintage Breaks and Just Collect and our friends at Otia, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're looking out. You're not just talking about a collector in this case. You'll see where I'm going with this. Okay. You're talking about someone, a family that maybe inherited something. Oh, okay. It could be, right? something that Lou you're out with your girlfriend you decide to go antiquing and you make a big find right you know you confer with me I know there's going to be one of these days Lou you'll be out there in Boston or Maine I am you so know, looking forward to this yes it's going to be 7 45 in the morning I'll think you're in dire straits somewhere and you say <laughs> no wait everything's all right but I'm sending you an image now can you do me a favor and get up and check it out Get damn right you know, that's happen I'm someday. Wait. Yep. Fingers crossed. Yep. So anyway, um, getting back to center. Yep. So the these folks are talking to me. And by the way, I want to be clear here. I have many, not just folks that I do business with and acquaintances. I have many legitimate good friends that either work or own auction houses. Yep. So I want to be clear here. We're not doing it because we're not sharing this because I think that you should sell me all of your cards and auction houses stink. That's not what I'm saying. You'll, you'll hear what I'm uh, where I'm going in a minute. So the, these, these attorneys or this attorney, uh, several of the, the folks at the, at the firm reached out. So we're looking for an expert uh, in your field and we need someone who can identify vintage cards and figure out what they would grade. Lou, mm-hmm. I'm thinking I hit the jackpot. I swear yeah. to God, this is how like I got thrown for a loop. I'm like, Oh my God. A family's inherited cards, they're yeah. arguing about what it's worth. No problem, because I figure, like at the very least, I'll get a couple shekels for my time, right? right. God willing, one day they want to sell it, I'll be first on their list. Right. And I'm yeah. thinking this is great, right? So, Lou, it was not the direction I thought. <laughs> okay. And the direction it was was that a collector. You know, and I'm using that term loosely because I don't know if he's a collector or investor. I don't yeah. think he's a dealer, but I'm not using any names or, or naming any auction houses, of course. So anyway, this collector consigned some fairly heavy, expensive, ungraded vintage cards to an auction house. And you think just hearing about it, like, well, what's the problem? And this stuff happens like all the time. Right. right. Yep. And then she starts telling me one of the attorneys about what may have happened. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, honestly, I don't believe you. You know, I, I just she's basically saying that their clients claiming some of the cards were switched.
1: Oh, and I'm like, I you see. know, yeah.
0: This is like, of course, when you send a PSA, you know, if you're ever nervous. And so this is not just towards auction or for auction houses today. You'll see where I'm going with this. Yep. So anyway, at first I was very pessimistic. And then they send over, you know, let's say Exhibit A, which is like a group of six images of cards. Right. So then they send over Group B, which is the same six cards, meaning like examples, but different copies. Yep. And so they're like, well, Exhibit A is the cards that so-and-so thinks that sent in. Exhibit B were the cards that he got back because for one reason or another, they didn't get listed. You know, who knows why? I don't know. Right. Uh, They didn't get sold. You know, who knows? Someone was on vacation, sick, et cetera. And so I'm like, yeah, but like, what do you need me for? These cards aren't numbered, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, but then she she did a lot of good, you know, uh, um, uh, research in terms of what we did and the questions that uh, she was asking. She's like, yeah, but I thought you've said that you can, you know, figure out condition closely based on images, I'm like, it sounds like you've been listening to my content. She's like, a matter of fact, I have. I'm like, okay. So, you know, great. So you got my attention. So, yep. um, all right. I'm like, so you're telling me that this individual documented all of their cards before he sent them in for auction? And he said, no, not all of them, but the key cards. And I said, oh, okay. Okay. So then I looked at the cards that were returned. And, you know, you look at one, you're like, eh, you know, maybe the guy was, you know, I don't know. And then you look at several, I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not going to get into the reasons why I'm not participating, but what I am trying to do is to bring awareness. And I'm not even suggesting this actually happened because remember, I don't know these folks. This could be a law firm that exists in a trailer I didn't do any research. You know, I'm I'm trying to be somewhat funny, but I didn't, I don't know. You know, like, listen, people call you, I need your credit card right now. There's a rise and you're going to shut off your phone. Meanwhile, it's a scam. So, but I would say it. I don't think it's a scam. Um, And let's just say, for argument's sake, that it is something that potentially happened that is uncomfortable. Yep. All I'm trying to do is simply bring awareness, and I want to say three things, okay? Number one, if you can sign, or to be fair, if you sell your ungraded cards to an individual, meaning you can sign them to an auction house, Mm -hmm. or you sell them outright to a company like Just Collect, do yourselves a favor. Take the best of. Not every card. Don't make yourself nuts. Yep. Take the top dozen, half dozen, whatever it is. Just take photographs with your phone. Do yourselves a favor. So that way, if you don't reach a deal with said firm, meaning mine, right? in this case, we ship them back. By the way, we've never had a problem with this.
1: I would imagine not.
0: But... But you never know. Yeah. And so we try, um, when we open our packages out there, we have a log and we have cameras in our offices. Mm -hmm. So that in case someone said, for example, you switched my Michael Jordan fake with the real one that that I sent you.
1: Yeah. Well, we
0: have video evidence of us opening the package. We refute your claim. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're talking about here. This person is claiming that this auction house got said high-end cards, cards were not sold, asked for them to be returned, which of course is very reasonable. Right. Same cards were not returned. So that was what was represented to me. And so my number one thing is, whether it be you want to consign to an auction house or sell to an outfit, such as just collect, just make yourself feel better and take some pictures of the best cards if they're ungraded. Yep. So that way you'll sleep a little bit better at night even if you're dealing with someone reputable, who knows, you know, it could be someone that's out that day, opening the package. It's a substitute, you know, whatever the case is. All right. So that's number one. And then number two is, and I'm not trying to scare people. I, I've never had this happen to me at a grading company, but I've now am beginning to think about, for example, I have a 1952 tops Mickey man. I'll be grading. I'm going to log just like PSA logs, my expensive cards, the images, Mm-hmm. I'm going to now take images of my most expensive cards I'm sending in, even for grading. Yep. Because my cards that I deal with aren't serial numbered for the large part. So I'm not trying, by the way, I'm not going to make videos like some of the other conspiracy theorists in our industry. <laughs> like, you're not going to hear this from me. I'm not going to make 11 different YouTube videos and talk at nauseam about this. Right. Um. But what I am going to do is to try to do succinct videos today and tomorrow for Layton's Loft and Trading Card Therapy. I will likely do a reel on Instagram for Layton Sheldon, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's it. This won't be an extended series, um, but I wanted to try to make sure that you can protect
1: yourself as much as possible. That's really it. Yeah, um, and at these types of dollar figures we're talking about, it's just common sense. It's just common sense. You know, and
0: to be fair, Lou, it might be, but I want to make everyone feel better. I'm someone who does this for a living. I don't take pictures of my cards when I send them out for grading. Yeah. I know. And I'm not going to moving forward. But if I have uh, someone who, if I have a card that's super expensive, I mean, what does it take? Two seconds to take a, st- a picture yeah. of it?
1: Um, okay, someone's... By the way, you deal with most of the people you're going to be sending these cards to, and they're all reputable, and there's no problem there, but things happen. <laughs> Links can so have- we know Melch is a jokester.
0: We are trying to take it a little bit of a serious note today. Um, uh, <laughs> even though we know we're not going to take shots of your Greg Jeffries rookies, and I know Melch, you know better. Um, we are trying to encourage people to be smart. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have a cream Abdul, Abdul-Jabbar rookie, Melch, I know you're a vintage guy. If you have a Jabbar rookie that's going to grade a nine, try to grade it the national in person. Or if you have to do it through the mail, take a photo of it front and back. And at least um, give yourself some protection.
1: Um, Just saw the scammers group that someone paid via credit card and square recently, and they received a charge back today. How do you protect yourself from this?
0: So here's the deal. I know nothing about what he just said about square. Yeah. Uh, And I don't pretend to be hip with technology, but I'll tell you, if anyone says to me that they can't do a transaction through PayPal for goods and services meaning doing on the up and up. Yeah. I don't really, I can't do it with you. I don't care. And to be honest, it's really st- stinky. I love the Facebook groups. I would buy on, I, I would buy on an IG like all the time. Yep. Probably like if I was in a bathroom. Why not? I'll hop on my phone. Maybe I'll pick up a little how you doing for my collection. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal. A lot of those places, and I'm not saying they're bad. That's not what this is. It's just for every 10 transactions, 8.6 of them. Want to do it like some weird way. Square, do you do Zelle? Can yeah. you do half through Venmo? Can you send me a Telegram? Can you do Western Union? And I'm like, no, I, I just want to do either like a company check, right? Or I could do PayPal. If yeah. you really needed a money order, I mean, a cashier's check. I can go to my banks across the street. I can't do the other stuff. And the reason being is I just know once it falls out of the norm of the way a transaction is supposed to go it's more likely it's a
1: scam. Yep. Yeah, and if, and if you're in the hobby, PayPal's just kind of minimum, right? I mean, it's, it's a minimum requirement.
0: I think so. Uh, you know, Melch is asking about 61 Fleer uh Wilt fakes and reprints out there. Um no, I've not seen many of those over the years. Um thankfully, but it doesn't mean they're not out there. But I think uh, you know, that was probably, you know, one of the um most interesting points, Lou that I heard today was your point about the Jordan and I want to flip flop here, but that, you know, folks, it doesn't apply to just the Jordan rookie. It doesn't just apply to what I said about this potential auction house issue. Keep in mind, we're sharing stuff here because we're trying to help you. We think that there might be more than one Michael Jordan rookie. That's fake out there. We think there might be one more situation that someone's being nefarious and not acting the way they should. And by the way, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that auction house. It doesn't mean that there was something wrong with the grading company if that happened with the grading company. But keep in mind that there's rogue, you know, people everywhere. There's people that do things that they're not supposed to be doing in every walk of life. That's what I'm trying to get across today. So if you have, you know, imagine you had a Ty Cobb, but that was like not just valuable, but it was handed down to your family, Lou, for 100 years. You'd be devastated financially, um, emotionally. So... Really, as we wrap up today's issue or issue, episode of Leighton's Loft, I want to make sure we ended on a positive note. I just want you to take this information, and I might even spin it into some national tips, is Jesus criminy. If you go to the national and you think something's too good to be true, you want to bother me and ask me a question? Absolutely. You want to ask your neighbor, friend you went with? Sure. It's too good to be true. But just like, think about it, right? if it sounds too good to be true, not just in cards in life, it usually is. And so on that note, I want to wrap up today's episode of Leighton's Loft. And I hope that this information at the very least saves someone else, minimum one person, right? Hopefully more than one. There's blood in the water. Jordan?
1: There's a lot of money here. There's blood in the water. You have to be careful. And, And there's a lot of people you know and it's a tight community and there's a lot of reputable people, but There's a lot of blood in the water with this money.
0: Absolutely. So um, be cognizant, be self-aware. And if you need help, hit me up, leightonatjustcollect.com. Drop something in the community. Ask live in the chat. They'll get me if I'm around. Uh, We are happy to uh, share the information as it comes in. And believe me, I'd rather have done the episode today and other stuff. I have a lot more fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. But this was between the Jordan that happened this morning and the thing that I've, you know, dealt with in the last few days, as far as this, uh, you know, law firm and these cards that may may not have been switched, yep. I wanted to bring that to everyone's attention uh, here on Layton's Loft.